It doesn't need to be a man's world anymore. It has been that way for far too long, and today we are breaking down the difference between Web 2.0 and 3.0, how you actually have an opportunity to get in on this now, and why women are shaking up this marketplace. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Today on the show, I have Ryan Clinton from Trading Days, my hubby, and he is going to dive into all the opportunities that surround the metaverse, Web 3.0, and all of that, what we need to know, and how we as women especially can get in early when this is such a male-dominated industry. Uh, I hope that you stay tuned till the end because I know this can get a little bit like breaking your brain kind of thing, but really this information is so important and I think that you're going to find it really, really helpful. So Ryan, welcome back to the show. Hi, Christy. Hey, it's, it's really nice to see you. It's been a while. Yeah. Yep. It's, you know, batch recording day, <laughs> batch recording always day. an adventure, always an adventure, but no, let's dive into it really, because I don't want to lose anyone from the very beginning. Uh, I know when we talk web 3.0 metaverse, there's a lot of people that still think it's like not a real thing and that kind of thing. But I really want to dive into today about how this can impact small businesses, what it means for small businesses, and how it's not too late to essentially take it over and make it different than Web 2.0. Okay, so let's start with, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, most of my life right now uh, consists of working and my daughter because we are uh, pretty busy with uh, childcare. It's uh, being nanny quit. Pretty lacking. So, I mean, for the most part right now, I work and I take care of my daughter, spend time with my family. If there was more free time, I like to go hiking. I enjoy music very much. Uh, there is some hope that me and Kai are going to be able to go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in the very near future, which I'm excited yeah, about. So, which means which a free night for me. I have had three entire years off, so that is going to be literally quite painful when I go back. <laughs> literally. Um, quite literally. <laughs> Old man. So, yeah. Old man aches, so right? I, yeah, I like, you know, I like to read. There's a lot of stuff I like to do right now. It's uh, and, and then my hobby slash uh obsession that has come up during the pandemic is crypto trading and the stock market and nfts and all of this stuff which is kind of how we find ourselves here today and how much is affecting real estate there's such a crossover now and it is going to be affecting brands it is. So before we dive in too much, we hope we haven't lost you yet. Really stick with us because I think that the information in this episode is going to kind of shed some light and maybe bring some clarity on some things. So first thing, like, let's get back to the basics. Like, 
why don't you just give us a brief description, you know, make this easy uh, of the difference between like Web 2.0, Web 3.0, like what is that exactly? And like, why is it changing? Okay, so let's let's go all the way back to Web 1.0. Perfect. And so Web 1.0 is what you and I grew up with and experienced as our first version of the internet, which was a uh, read-only. So there were no creators. All of the content and websites, which was was the content back in the '90s, was it was developers, software developers. It was, you know, we, you and I were not making things to put on the internet. It was somewhere around, I think like the early two thousands that, uh, I forget the exact year, but it would have been like the days of MySpace and when Facebook, oh, and MySpace, yeah. that's when essentially the birth of web 2.0, which gave people users the ability to put their own content online which allowed us basically as as non-software developer people to be able to participate in the internet. Now we have many avenues, Instagram, TikTok, all the, like every anybody can be a creator online now where you don't have to be a software programmer to be able to participate. So web 2.0 is read and write version of the internet. Well, web 3.0 is basically going to sort of uh, ducktail off of web 2.0. Web 2.0 isn't going away, but web 3.0 is going to bring in a token economy is what the idea is so that then we will be able to read, write and monetize. So that is the big... Did you all hear that monetize? Yeah. So... It, we're not there yet. This is still like, I mean, we're early days, but we will be what, what I, I feel is going to be the next um, step in this is going to be that we are going to have control right now. So right now, Google, Facebook, Instagram, uh, which is Facebook, TikTok, they own your platform. So you have talked about this in the past. Yeah, we so. talk about that a lot, yeah. how they own, like, that's why, like, you don't own your followers. You own your Correct. email list, but you don't own your followers, which is why it's so important to have that information somewhere else. Right. So Web 3.0 is going to provide the ability to have through blockchain and essentially cryptocurrency what will now provide decentralized applications, which is instead of Google controlling your email or Facebook controlling your Instagram account, a decentralized application will be written on to a blockchain that is not owned by a central server. It is essentially providing ownership back to the users of the platform. Token economies that will exist will then allow you to monetize your platforms yourself. So the, the possibilities that are opening up with this are pretty vast. And I, I think we are still in the very early, early days of what this is going to kind of um, birth into, just like in the internet, uh, the early days in the 90s, like what we grew up on in school, like how, how what lived and died out of those early companies was um, not necessarily really obvious in the beginning. So I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know exactly what is going to happen. But what I do believe um, the doors that are going to open is going to be 
users, creators, influencers, brands are going to have, uh, they're going to have much more control over their content, over their data, and over their ability to decide how they are going to monetize what they're doing online. So basically, if when you think about this, it's it's a way for us to sort of like take back ownership of what's happening on the web. Correct. Like yeah. and, and like, for example, right now, this is just a little example right now on Twitter. If you follow someone whose content you per, you find valuable, you are able to give them a crypto donation through Twitter so you can link your crypto wallet. I believe it's Bitcoin. I don't think they do Ethereum um, for the sake of this conversation. Let's say it's Bitcoin only. If they if you put your Bitcoin public wallet address into your Twitter account and someone wants to give you a Bitcoin donation because they value what you are doing, that is a form of what we are talking about with well, Web it, 3.0. Is it kind of like taking or getting rid of the middleman or Ex- the, the a, big middleman, right? 100%, exactly which, what we are doing. Which is what we talked about in the real estate episode when we dove into the metaverse and real estate yes. of a few weeks back. It, it's really, it's removing that middleman that's going to actually make things easier for the, the consumer and for the, you know, the business, which is really interesting. So, Yes. And, we- and just for clarification, a lot of this right now, what we are talking about is is theoretical to some degree because there are not all of the pieces in places. The pieces are being built right now. So what we are talking about, you're not going to go out tomorrow and necessarily be able to set up some of the things that we're talking about. But the pieces are currently all being developed. And this is absolutely 100% going in this direction. Businesses that are the like the decision makers of basically the direction that industries go, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, Facebook. I mean, these are the people that decide essentially where this is going to go. They're, they're, we're going to talk about those people in a second. They're going and they're going in this direction. They believe in it. And which is why I believe this is whether it be two years from now, three years from now, it is going to happen. So when you say just for clarification purposes, like three web 3.0 is the metaverse, correct? Same well, thing? The metaverse is part of web, web 3.0, 3, okay, but so. web 3.0 is, is more or less, um, to, to make it very simple. It will be dis decentralizing the internet. You still need what our current internet is. It's not replacing it. It is just going to be another Got aspect it. of it. And it is, it is what is going to provide more control by the users because it will be decentralized and it will allow for a token economy or uh, a, which is a crypto economy to exist, which means that user to user, peer to peer transactions will be allowed to take place without someone else being a part of it. You don't need Apple. You don't need Google. You don't need Facebook. You can, if you have a crypto wallet and I have the same crypto wallet, whatever it may be, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever the token is, we can send each other money back and forth without anybody else taking part in that transaction, except for the network that we are participating in like Ethereum or Bitcoin, which are the two big, huge ones right now. So what that does is no one else is taking part in that transaction. So it's essentially 
peer-to-peer, a peer-to-peer transaction. That doesn't exist on the internet without this technology. Okay, got it. So now that we've clarified that, can you give me like a simplified version of what an NFT is, like crypto blockchain, and like make it make sense so it doesn't like hurt our brains and it's not the same stuff we're like hearing out there. So like a really simplified version of that. Okay, so we we talked about some of this uh, on our on our previous conversation. We can talk about it a little bit again here. An NFT is again what right now we are we are seeing be the primary version of what everyone sees as an NFT. They are digital collectibles or digital pieces of art, and it is more than that. It is actually a piece of code which is called a smart contract. And that smart contract contains specific data that an individual will then own in a digital wallet or a crypto wallet. And you can use that to basically unlock or receive privileges by owning that piece of code in your wallet. So, and, and then the forward facing piece of that code currently is a JPEG like that. That is essentially what you can see. So it looks like on the surface that what you have done is purchased a JPEG. But in fact, you own a unique piece of data. Oftentimes it's going to be pointed at a website or a server that is going to store the information that is unique to what you are owning that piece of code. So that's NFTs. Cryptocurrency, I mean, everybody's heard about it. Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, what it is actually is blockchain or a blockchain um, software. And it is it is a decentralized network that is basically a ledger and you are able to transact on that ledger. And like in the terms of Bitcoin, it's a store of value. You can use it to transfer funds between, again, peer to peer. That's why it's unique. You don't need a bank. You don't need um, and you don't need anybody else. You, you and I can send that back and forth to one another. If I wanted to send you $1,000, I can just simply plug your Bitcoin address into my Bitcoin address and withdraw those funds. So crypto and crypto and the blockchain are essentially interchangeable and there are different technologies that are involved. Bitcoin is one. It works differently than Ethereum, which is another one. So you have different you have different versions of crypto or different types and the networks all have kind of unique properties and Bitcoin is a big one, Ethereum's another big one. They don't work exactly the same. One is basically used as a store of value. People are calling it uh, digital gold. Ethereum works more like a network where you can, like a lot of the NFTs are being built on Ethereum because you can um, use it to write the smart contracts. The language is what. Which is what we talked about in the episode with in the real estate, like essentially the metaverse and real estate that episode is and that's where that comes into play yes there are probably hundreds of different cryptos and i'm going to be perfectly honest some of them are probably trash some of them are probably not going to be around in a couple of years or five years 
there's other ones when when the dust all settles out of this kind of early wild west days of crypto maybe you're left with five different networks 10 different networks i don't know how many there will be when it's all over but the ones that are left are going to provide utility where people are going to be able to use them and they will provide um a service or a use case that is worthwhile. I think some of them probably are not going to be useful. So you do need to be mindful, careful, do your own research because there are, there are just like the internet when, you know, the early days of the internet and people didn't understand how you could misrepresent yourself on the internet when it was a faceless place and people, you know, you'd hear about the email scams, people asking for money you won this. We just need you to put your bank account into this. And, you know, you'd hear people getting scammed. There are scams in NFTs. There are scams in crypto. That doesn't change the fact that there are going to be legitimate uses for the technology. Now that you broke that down to the basics, I want to dive in, like take a little pivot here, because one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on today was because the Internet space is a completely male dominated like space. Entirely. It always has been like computer software, Google, Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, all dominated by men. And all these companies like we've chatted about have sprouted up in the 90s. And now we're in 2022. Web 3.0 is is coming. And the same thing is already happening with NFTs, crypto, the blockchain. It's male dominated again. So we're not getting into this. We as women, and I know some women are, I'm not saying all, but what do you, like what percentage is, do you think it is, or what percentage do you think is male? And how, like, what can we do differently this time around so we don't miss this opportunity? Because in the past, we have. Yes, and I think that is accurate. I, I'm going, I mean, I don't have, I don't have exact stats to tell you, but I know based on who I follow, people that I consider to be knowledgeable in the, in the crypto space and NFTs, it, it is primarily men. There are women. That's mostly who's talking about it. There are women, but the majority, and you can yes. see where it's trending. You see the footage behind conferences and things, and it's men. Like yes, that's who you're seeing is, in the footage. Yes, it is a lot. And and um I think there are women that are it seems to be there are women that are trying to change that. And so I don't want to throw them out of this conversation. But yes, it it has primarily been the internet and the kind of software space and all Mark that. Mark Zuckerberg, like think about it. Like Yeah, Bill Gates, Bill Gates, uh, Steve Jobs. Yes, Steve um, exactly. Yeah, all men. It's, it's men. So what, I mean, the simple answer is to, to get, to get in the game, pay attention and don't ignore this, this time. Don't, don't discount this. Learn, learn from the past. Like I, I, we were, we were both too young to be able to invest in the internet. We were not, we were, we were what teenagers for the most part yeah. when it took off. Yeah. So it's not like we can sit here and say like we should have of done your that. age group you should have done that but if you are in your 50s or 60s you could have been involved with the internet and 
I don't know exactly because I wasn't old enough, but my guess is I know the stories from back in the 90s. A lot of people thought the internet was not going to be oh, a thing. It was completely. a fad. It's this is never going to last. This we is never going to take off. We can't survive a single day without the internet any longer. Can't. And if you think about now, like your parents, right? If you're yes. in your 40s, just to say hypothetically in your 40s or in your 50s, whatever you are, your parents in their 60s, 70s, they had the opportunity to actually get in. And did they? So that's mine where did we're not. mind didn't die there. And so that's where we're sitting here. And as a woman, like I actually have opportunity to get in myself now. And that's Correct. I want to like open that like this conversation for for that piece of it, because there are women talking about it. Not enough. Like we need to get this conversation going and to help each other actually become a part of this. So it's not overtaken by like the next Bill Gates or like Steve Jobs and that kind of thing. It can be us. Yes. And we have a three-year-old daughter. I am a 38-year-old man. I was not old enough to invest in the internet or internet companies, but I know that my parents were old enough and did not do it. I am going to look at the past and see that if there is a technology that is out now, we know what technology changed in our lives I don't want to look at something that I don't necessarily or didn't necessarily completely understand because I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't completely understand what this was. I knew what Bitcoin was when it was like four cents. Oh. It's it's trading. Don't tell me that, babe. It's trading at $42,600 this morning and it was worth $66,000 last year. I looked at Bitcoin to invest in it when it was $10,000 and I didn't do it because I didn't understand completely what it was. So what I am looking at is I don't want to look back. I don't want to be looking at Kaya when she's 18 and saying, I should yeah, have. I knew about all I this knew I should have. and I knew I should have done it, but I didn't. And I will risk being wrong and the, the risk that would come along with being wrong if I if I am, I would rather be wrong and lose whatever I lose being wrong than I would miss the boat and not be involved with it. And to be a to be a man and see a male dominated space, I want these places to be available to you. I want them to be available to Kaya. And so what my encouragement is to not discount this don't don't write this off don't think that this is some silly thing because it's easy to do because because I, you don't understand because right? you like don't I'm understand learning. it yeah yeah and nfts i'm an, again could full disclosure probably within the last 12 months i was like why would anybody want to have one of these like what is the point well i have since done I mean, dozens and dozens of hours of research and YouTube videos, and I have now come around to understanding more where this can provide real interesting use cases. Do you need to have one of these to like live your life? Not really, but if you are a brand or business, there are going to be opportunities that I think are going to be available to you that are unique and interesting, and that is something that brands, businesses, creators should be interested in because you want to find ways to be able to set yourself apart and you want to be able to be on like the cutting edge. You want to be on the leading edge. Do you want to be behind? No, you don't want to be the last person that had an email address. You don't want to be the person like you. 
these are yeah. this is a space that you 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 should the business you, you know what reminds me of like the businesses that didn't have social and are still dragging their feet to it are now fumbling through it and great if you're there like no judgment like if it's just taking you a little longer but what you've missed out on till this point and this is a very similar thing so with that thought i would like i was just thinking like can you explain like why an NFT isn't just a JPEG and what that actually does and could mean for a business or brand? Because you touched on that, but what could that actually mean for a business or brand moving forward? NFTs are very community based. So you have to think if you are a creator, if you are a brand, if you are a business, you already have a community. If you are operating on social media, if you are interacting with your followers, you have a community. Well, if you have a community, you already have potentially a market for an NFT. Well, some of the interesting things that you can do with an NFT is rather than use a subscription service or like a membership, you could release an NFT and the NFT would then unlock it could unlock content on your website. It could be used to unlock a YouTube channel. You could use it to have uh, premium content of your podcast. There are a ton of possibilities, and the way that you do it is through coding in to the smart contract. When you go on, uh, OpenSea is the primary big marketplace right now for NFTs. If you go and look through NFTs, you will see many of them that have in their um, in their for sale ad or in their um, the, the page where you can buy or sell the NFT or people can take bids, it will say unlockable content. Well, the unlockable content can be a lot of different things. Some people, artists are putting in how the art was made. So if you buy the NFT of their art, what you will receive back from them is a behind the scenes of like how they made all the art. It could be uh, photography, like a photographer who has it. And by buying the NFT, you get a full resolution raw file of the piece of art that you have purchased. And then you can do what you want with it. You can use them as tickets, which is another market altogether where they may end up. You're going to see sports tickets where you go to a uh you go to a basketball game or a football game. Say you go to a playoff game and they win. And now you get an NFT from being at that game. Of, it's kind of like of, the t-shirt, right? That you see. Kind get, of, right? yes. And so then, and or like, like I went to the Stanley Cup. Yes. And you yeah. get an NFT and then you, so you basically have a collectible that is unique to you, to your, it would probably be tied to your seat. Um, and you would have that and Maybe you get something with it. Maybe that's how you get tickets to the parade or you get tickets to a party if they won the championship. Like that's how they you would receive it. Gary V, Gary V is one of the very successful NFT projects, V Friends. Well, at US Bank Stadium in Minneapolis, you can only get in to VCon with one of his NFTs. That's the only way that you can get in. And by the way, if you bought one of those, they sold for roughly $2,000 is how much you got one for. They are worth minimum $37,000 right now. Woo. So if you bought one, that was a good investment. If you bought one, $2,000 seemed like a steep price when they came out. That well, wasn't, was that a year ago? It was only a year yeah. ago. He made $66 million roughly from that project. A year ago. A year ago. And so what 
what you can do with these, they, you can do proof of attendance is another thing you could do where you could have an event, get proof of attendance through an NFT where you receive an NFT by attending the event. You go in, scan your wallet, and boom, they give you an NFT. And then by attending one event, maybe you get VIP access to a future event. Maybe you get access to merch. You could get a discount code. Uh, there's a coffee shop in New York City that raised funds through an NFT sale, and you get discounted products you get like there there are so many options for how you can use these because there are a lot of ways that you can be creative and if you have a good imagination and a good sense of marketing to the community that you have you can use them in a lot of different ways which is what makes them interesting and they are techie and they're kind of cool and niche and it's kind of an interesting thing to have. Like it's kind of a cool, different way to do things right now. And if you are doing it right now in 2022, you are still very early. So you are very unique. And being early isn't a bad thing. No, it is definitely not. Okay. So that is, I think that's really helpful to break it down like that. And who who knows what else is going to, you know, opportunities are going to be presented and it's going to constantly evolve, which is going to be really interesting. But like you said, getting in early and we we don't need to be late to the game this time around. Like we know enough that we don't need to be late to the game. So why should a business or a brand like care right now or be paying attention to the space right now? Because you say it's early, right? So like why now should we be paying attention? Well, because I think right now, a lot of people think that like, for example, the NFT specifically, a lot of people think NFTs are in a bubble. There's a lot of projects coming out all the time. Some of them are rushed, hasty. There's been celebrity projects that are basically uh, what what are called rug pulls. People have released them and um, essentially not delivered on what their roadmap for their project or building their community was supposed to be. So they basically took the money and ran. Well, what, what I think could happen is we could see a lot of stuff sort of die off and maybe the market kind of calms down. And if you've just kind of been laying back and, and learning and, and paying attention, you are going to have opportunity to get in and actually deliver on what you set out to do. And the, some of the, basically some of the noise is going to sort of start to calm down. And then the real value projects are going to be the ones that are left. Well, you can, you can be, knowledgeable about the space and and what's going on and what the difference between a good project looks like and a bad project looks like you can see what's failed and see what's succeeded and kind of weigh the differences just like you would in any venture that you're doing in business you you kind of survey the landscape and and see what works what doesn't work but you have to be paying attention to be able to be in position to participate. Because if you're just ignoring all this and saying it's just a stupid JPEG and I don't I don't need I don't need this. I don't need anything to do with this. Someone else is gonna realize it's not a stupid JPEG and be ten steps ahead of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're yeah, if you're ignoring it, you're gonna end up I mean, yeah, you're gonna end up behind. 
and, so, and other people are going to other people are going to jump in. And if you have competition or other people in your industry that are paying attention and do find ways to make a valuable, useful product or just to use this in their marketing in some way. You don't have to build a 10,000 NFT collection to be able to make this useful for your brand or your business. So what, like, what would you say to like, so we're interested, like, or maybe this piques someone's interest or they're like, I don't want to miss out, but like, I'm not going to dive all the way in, right? Like, this is too much. What would you say to them to make sure they aren't missing out, like that you don't miss out, that you're at least somewhat knowledgeable of this space and you kind of, you're not late to the game? I mean, take take a little bit of time, even if it's, even if it's just an hour or two to do a little shopping on OpenSea, the website Rarible, uh, and, and look, look, just look at, look at NFTs, just look at them, see what they are, see what's out there. You can look in all the different categories. When you go on OpenSea, there's collectibles, there's photography, there's artwork. You can see what's trending, what's popular. You can, uh, explore into some of the collections and see what they're all about and what what it looks like for some of these uh communities that people are building and uh you know just take take a little time now to understand what it is and then you can kind of sit back digest what you're what you're seeing and uh and then think about does this make sense is there a way that i could use this in my brand or my business and 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 you can be be educated to what is going on and instead of you know not paying attention ignoring it and and just discounting it like it's until not until you're gonna, forced to pay attention yeah, and that kind and, of thing yeah 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 and so it i mean that that would be step 1 i really think you get curious and and just investigate a little bit that's how i started i went from i don't think this makes any sense but I'm also interested because when things don't make sense, I want to understand what the big deal is. Why are celebrities spending a million dollars on one of these? Like, there's got to be something I'm missing. Like, why? And I, I think that's the place to start is just take take a look around and in the marketplace, Rarible, OpenSea, those are two of the big uh, marketplaces right now that you can shop for NFTs. OpenSea is really probably the biggest one-stop shop that a lot of the really big ones are available on. Crypto.com is starting to have a lot of them also. And uh, look, just look around, see what it's all about. You, there's tons of there's tons of information about all the different ways that you can use them that are available online. A lot of those use cases we've just talked about here, and I think that is that is step one. Okay, all right. Well, that was very digestible. Thank you, babe, for making that not horrendous. Um, so, I think that something else important is that we keep the conversation going. And that we don't start ignoring it, right? Like we actually keep the conversation going, keep the door open and just see what happens, right? Be paying attention just like you said. So. Yes. And I, I think this is, um, I think this is a, this is a space that you need to be 
nimble and prepared to be wrong. You need to be prepared to change your opinion. Like it's everyone knows now technology moves fast. Things change quickly. Things come and go Seems quicker than ever now too. One, I mean, look through the social media. I mean, just for example, you see it. Do you, do you remember vine vine? Like for just an example of like how an app can take off huge and then disappear and then it's gone. And then now we have TikTok, and TikTok. TikTok is almost the same thing that Vine was, but Vine mm-hmm. didn't make it, yeah. and TikTok did. And timing, for whatever the case may be, and yeah, timing, marketing, whatever. Well, you're too early, too late. You exactly. Know? So that's. I think we're gonna see things like that in this space. And uh, again, to quote a uh, Gary V. Gary V. says he thinks 99% of these things are going to zero. Like so, what you're gonna end up with is. There's hundreds of them. There might be thousands of them that are out there right now. There could be a bunch of this stuff that ends up being completely worthless. You're never going to want it. Nobody's going to want to own it. The 1% are going to be worth something, provide value. They are going to provide utility. And people are going to build communities and use these to help provide value to their communities. And you can be one of the 1% if you are paying attention and you understand how to operate in this space. Yes. Thank you for being a part of our community and sharing all this insight. This was really helpful. I think I learned some stuff too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love talking about this stuff. I know you do. As you know. (laughs) Seriously, if you, oh my goodness. I spend a lot of free time on it. I get excited. I like it. It's fun. (laughs) And I think it's fun. Kaya's going to be like saying, like talking about crypto and stuff like before she's four. Like it's going to happen, I'm sure. It's fun. And so I I genuinely mean this. I really think it's, it's a fun, it's fun. It can be fun. You can have fun doing it and learning about it. And I think that is what people like should, should take sort of a, beginner's mind childlike attitude towards this and just go i'm just gonna approach this with an open mind and consider the see, possibilities see what is out there and see what's possible and you don't have to participate but i don't think you should ignore it either it's probably going to be a really useful tool moving forward for any small business i would imagine if you had to forecast into the future i think so i think it is going to provide value. All right. Okay, Ryan. So tell everyone where they can find you and where you geek out on all of this. All things crypto, web 3.0, uh, helping you know build a longer table for women in this space too. Like, tell them where they can find you. Best place to find me is on Instagram at trading days with a Z. All right. Thanks for being here again. And until next time, remember to keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are and get into Web 3.0. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.